0: Welcome, everyone, back to the Sandalanch podcast. Today, we are doing Mistborn Era 2, Book 3, The Bands of Mourning, Chapters 3 and 4. In these chapters, Wax comes home and finds the Kanja waiting for him and basically gets Milan and uh, the new guy, Vendel, basically acting as mission control and saying, all right, here's your mission if you choose to accept it. And Wax does not give an ounce of a crap about finding the Bands of Mourning, which turns out to be Rachex Braces from way back when. Uh, until they show him a picture of uh, his sister, who is in the city where they need to go, and all of a sudden he's a lot more interested. And then in Chapter 4, Wayne goes through an adventure and breaks up with Renette or some bullshit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dak, and with me this week is... Joe. Dita. And Jamie. Alright, so strap in for a ride. The Sandalanch is about to begin. Revolution
1: So, yeah, we got one very, very explanatory chapter where it's just like, hey, everybody sit down and we're going to explain a bunch of crap to you. And then we got one that, uh, as Joe kind of put it, is somewhat confusing and doesn't really explain anything. So well, I put it, was, an interesting I put it that way
2: before uh, before, you know, we turned on the recording. So nobody heard yeah. that.
1: Well, yeah, I know. That. No, yeah, he before you guys joined, but I figured that. He's I was hit.
2: confused. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: the ballot was swear, confusing. But... <clears throat> so yeah, what did you guys think of these two chapters?
0: Honestly, like all the stuff uh, in chapter three, where the cantor expl- are explaining everything and talking through the mission, and everything, I was kind of fascinated. I was like, oh, there's a lot of law in this. We see quite a bit of you know, Wax's mentality, like as as we go through um i love the whole when he figures out the dude is a Kandra. he's like all right which one are you is that you 10 soon and the guy's like yeah no yeah no like that that whole scene i thought was really cool like i don't know like mission control scenes can be kind of hit or miss but this one was really fun Like inexplicably there was the right amount of comedy versus you know ser- uh seriousness uh and i liked you know finding out what the bands of mourning were i liked this kandra guy who's basically like the indiana jones kandra who went kind of nuts after a spike got pulled out or something like that was all really cool i really enjoyed that chapter chapter four i fucking hated uh i think yeah it's kind of maybe it's a holdover from the last book but i just read the whole thing it's like i don't give a shit about wayne and and what he's up to anymore like like the turning point i think in this chapter was like Like, oh, I can't believe how much Wax doesn't trust me as he's trying to do the very thing that Wax has tried to stop him from doing. And that's about the point. I'm just going, you know, Wayne, you're a terrible friend. Like, you actually treat your friends like shit, and I'm sick of you. So, yeah, that whole chapter, I'm just like, I don't care about any of this, honestly. And then at the end, like, he finally meets up with Renette and tells her they're breaking up and tries to, you know, be the noble thing, and Renette, goes along with it and is happy i'm just like come on Renette, put a shot in his rear end or something <laughs>
1: so they, yeah Chap, chapter four was a wash i think just after years and years of dealing with his crap to be told like okay you don't have to deal with my with my crap anymore she, she's like oh, oh my god it's like a weight has been lifted see that i get i totally get
0: she should have just slammed the door then like not come <laughs> out and had a heartfelt scene on the steps with him thanking him for everything i was like. No, this doesn't deserve thanks. You don't get thanks he, for doing for doing what you should already be doing. Then he kind of fucks even that up, so Yeah. So yeah, like that that whole chapter, I'm just like, I don't care about any of this. That's fair.
2: These chapters uh man, a lot of exposition, you get a lot of knowledge nuggets as I as the old Joe Meister likes to say. Please don't call me Joe Meister. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> oh, anyway, nah it's nah so out there. uh yeah it's out there that's true so we get a lot of cool information here bantam morning uh spear of the fountains which i'm like what the hell is that and then we see an image of a guy holding a spear uh in awe so i assume that's the same said spear of the fountains. so I'm, I'm i'm very fascinated by whatever that is and we get to know some interesting theories about heme and and Ferrukemi and Alamancy, that like, I'm kind of with wax. I'm like, what you're saying doesn't make complete sense. I don't know if that works the way you're theorizing it works. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe their theories are correct. Time will tell, I assume. So yeah, very interesting conversation. I didn't, I was very confused by chapter four. I didn't hate it as much as, as uh, much as Dak seemed to, to not enjoy it. But I was very confused the whole time. Some very strange things going on in that chapter. It was kind of hard to follow, even though it's a a Wayne perspective, which can be confusing. I feel like this one was extra confusing. And so definitely a hard to follow chapter. But, you know, I don't hate it. it. It was all right. The way it ends things with Renette, again, not super great. You know, you can kind of understand where she's coming from, though. Just being like, okay, good God. Thank you. Go away. And so it's like she's almost so grateful that he's going away, washes away her the bad taste until he, you know, suggests what he suggests. So, but yeah, I'm I'm much more excited about the possibilities of this book. We're obviously going to a different city, which we theorized we might since we saw that map at the beginning. So uh, excited to see what's going to happen next.
1: So it's definitely not explained, but I believe that uh, the lance of the fountains. The, the popular theory, at least, uh, is that it's the spear that killed Kelsier, and the, the the holy symbol of the church is, like, the spear that mm. killed him. So
2: Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's what I have written down in my notes. But, you know, the spear itself, we know it, there shouldn't be any really holiness attached to it. Like, it shouldn't have
1: any powers. It's just a spear that was thrown really hard. No, it's just I think it was, yeah, it was like jabbed through him or whatever. But yeah, and right. and it, it'd be called the they they think that that's the lance of the fountains because like the fountains was where the executions happened and they stopped like Kelsier fought to free the prisoners who were about to be executed, so they were probably near the fountain. So yeah, that's the, that's that's the idea. So I, it's kind of like an equivalent to like the you know the lance of Longinus or whatever.
3: Oh okay, yeah, I think I think we're all in The third chapter was pretty good. I, it was a little bit confusing, but I really I really liked the idea of what they were talking about with the investiture and identity. I think that's a really cool idea. I, and of, of course, why not if you can take a a, a metal to become a misborn? Why could you not also become a full ferrochemist with some kind of ability there? And the idea of sort of like losing your identity or creating a metal mind that doesn't have an identity? I thought that was a bit fun, too. So, I'm kind of excited to look at a way to use the metallic arts maybe in a way we haven't doubted or thought of before, you know, rather than just following our, our sort of formula of here's your allomancy, here's your ferrochemie, here's your hemology, as we did in the first trilogy. I, I like that it's possibly a little bit different to to that. So that was definitely a bit of fun. This new, this new Kandra, <laughs> he's a bit of an odd one, but I like him. Can I have can I have your body when you're done with it? I, I'd really be interested in your bones. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just very odd. I'm glad we've got Melan back as well, and I think it'd be good if Marisa has a little bit of a chance to to shine. I am very grateful that we are looking at Wax's uncle and the missing women again. I'm 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 very hopeful that we'll. We'll tie that story up in this book because that was really bugging me in the last book that we just didn't mention it, really. It just didn't come up. It's like, really? (laughs) You've left this whole mystery behind. So that's that's pretty cool. Wayne, I don't think we need to talk any more about him. I hope we don't get too many viewpoints of his because it does get a bit confusing, and I think we're, we're looking at, oh, what's Wayne doing? Surely there's something important happening. What's he getting at? You know, and then when, it, when he was talking about as uh, an offering for his God, and I was like, his God, what What religion does Wayne follow? And I was thinking about it, and it, it got sort of halfway through his chapter, and I was like, oh, no, his God is Renette. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm pleased that we're not going to get another book. Well, I'm hoping we're not going to get another book of him being like, oh, she's in love with me. Like, hopefully he's left that behind. Right. Um, it sounds like it from that chapter, but it also—I don't know if it's some foreshadowing about something's going to happen to Wayne or Renette. I don't know, but I liked his interaction with the the street kids. But I, I'm honestly sick of him swapping things for things and just tricking people and manipulating people. It's like just just be a normal person for a second, just a second.
4: <laughs>
3: so I hope I hope the Wayne that we get in this book is less manipulative trickster and more using his skills because he really does have some like a pretty cool skill set obviously with his his um alchemy and very but his ability to like when he's swapping disguises and then you know investigating things like he he's very good at that and i hope we get that sort of Wayne not annoying in this book i'm glad so, that wax sort of bought into the the journey And I'm glad that Staris is going to come with them. That makes me happy.
1: Yeah, I agree. It'll be nice for Staris to get in on. I don't know who knows how much of the adventure she'll be in on, but at least some of it now, right? So that'll be fun.
3: Now we're seeing her in a situation where she hasn't had time to plan it all out either. Which I hope she doesn't just freak out. But (laughs) yeah, it'll be good. I, I hope. I hope she sort of gets a moment to shine, especially if she's attending things with Wax and you know, sort of having to be a little bit more involved, I, I really hope we get to see her, like, really contribute rather than just being a character on the sidelines.
1: Right. Yeah, that'll, that yeah, that would be nice. Give Steris a little more to do. And I, I, I was going to say, you're like, I hope Wayne is more like, you know, like this than the annoying, so I'm like, so basically kind of more like book one Wayne than book two Wayne.
3: Yeah. Even early book two Wayne was okay. I feel like late book two is where we really started to lose interest in him he's got to do something he's got to do something not just be annoying this book
1: yeah i guess he didn't do all that much last time that's an interesting point okay cool i guess let's let's do this thing so we start out wax is the only one with a change of clothes so he's the only one who can uh, ride back to his mansion not soaking wet although Steris has gone back to her dad's house so i guess you know He's the only one going to his mansion anyway.
3: And didn't Starris have like six wedding dresses or something? Like surely she had a backup dress.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, she might have uh, been able to change into that. Although who knows? Maybe like the dressing room also got flooded.
3: Yeah, maybe. That's true. Good point.
1: Uh, And I guess Marisai must not have been too bad off since in that last chapter she just went and found Wayne. Uh, Maybe she changed into some cop clothes or something. I don't know. It probably said. I'm just not remembering. Uh, we meet the new coachman. I guess Hoyt is gone, and uh, like he's he's like, man, take the rest of the day off. You, also, I know I, they they don't say
2: it, but it's not, it almost seems like the way he's described, like that he might be a mute because he doesn't say anything when Wax like gives him the day off. He just smiles widely and
1: then and bobs his head, yeah,
2: yeah, and then goes about his way. So
1: Wax is like, I've always wanted a mute coachman. <laughs> it's like uh, like Count of Monte Cristo, where he he buys this slave. After his tongue is cut out, he's like, I always wanted a mute servant, so I'll wait until his tongue gets cut out and then buy him. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, he comes in to his house, hears some voices, and kind of, you know, does his paranoid thing. He pulls out his gun. He's like, Who's here? Down some steel flakes and whiskey. He's ready to go. And then he finds the Contra. And he's like, You! And I like the con, This Contra is very weird about these bones. Like, it was mentioned briefly earlier, but. He's like, I'm actually quite fond of this skull. It's 6th century antiverdant, which I guess is before things were green, antiverdant. The head of a metal merchant from Erto. If you make a hole in it, I'll be rather put out. And so, yeah, he, he uh, he's like, yeah, we're we're I'm here to talk to Marisai, and your friend offered us uh, the use of this room. Or your associate. And that's when Wax is like, who are you anyways? Is that you, Tensoon? And he's like, what, do you hear me panting? No, no, no. I am Vendel. Is that a dog reference? Or? Yeah, I think it's a dog Yeah,
2: one. it was at this point that I was like, man, screw this guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of Tensoon. You, you're not half the contra of Tensoon is, you prick. This is totally the guy that got mentioned last book where it's like, yeah, Vendell says it's because of your sexual dimorphism that you're also sexist. So he's a psychologist. This is the Kendra Freud, <laughs> And I think he may also be the one where she's like, if you want to, if you want somebody to like, they want you to bow and scrape or whatever, I'll go get Vendel. Well he doesn't see he didn't come across that way, I don't think. So he's just weird. Yeah, it's just nice to see another personality. It's like not like a hundred percent dickish like um Kanpa was, but Right. Yeah. He's a little uh, he's a little stuck up. I've been i I've been rewatching uh my way through Frasier recently and he reminds me of like Frasier or Niles.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it, Niles! like <laughs> call him all barnless Frazier. <laughs> he's like, this is a very expensive and rare skull. Please don't put a hole in it. Okay. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, can I have your hands? Yeah. That just, uh, what a weird conversation to be having with somebody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like Marissa's like, we were going to go to my place, but Wayne insisted. And Wayne's like, yeah, I need some nuts. And so he's sitting there eating walnuts. And uh, when Vendel explains that, yeah, uh, I went to lady combs to listen to my proposition wax is like what you went to marisai he's like why would that surprise you she was instrumental in defeating miles hundred lives and during the riots and wax is like oh you're trying to get at me another way aren't you and like malon's over there like yeah somebody's full of themselves and really i mean wax i don't think he's necessarily wrong because of the way that especially that vendell manipulates him with that final picture yeah but that really is kind of a dickish thing to say He's had a stressful day. Yeah. Marisai's like, is it that ridiculous that they really actually want my help? And Wax like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. It's like, well, then what way did you mean it? He's like, look, I've had a bad day, and Wayne is dropping broken walnut shells all over my shit. I, just, I, I need a drink. It's not the first thing Wayne's dropped on you today. Yeah, right? He, he doesn't know that, or at least not consciously. Wayne says yeah. deep in his subcontinence, he'll figure it out. <sighs> I do love that we're getting uh, the first look at some more electronic gadgetry, where Vendel like hooks up a projector to a light bulb socket because they don't have plugs, they don't use electricity for anything except lights at the moment. So,
0: so yeah, these the names of these devices like um, Ev- 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 Evano Types and evanoscopes, yep. Um or however the hell they're pronounced. is uh, it? I can't remember when we were talking about the electricity guy in the last book. Like, was it was his name Evan or? Like, is there
1: some etymology thing here that I've missed? I wondered the same thing, honestly, and I don't think so. I'd have to look it up, but I don't think that's the case. The guy's name was like, oh, hold on. I'm going to have to look it up. The guy that he was impersonating <laughs> or or the other the other guy who actually invented stuff. So we know that Remington Tarsal was the, uh, the guy who invented stuff and died. And the other guy was Professor... Hanlanazi. Okay. So like, yeah, these are then completely new words we don't know the
0: background behind them, but it was still cool. To like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I know what they're talking about.
1: Right? Yeah. No. And they're all like amazed when this picture just shows up on the wall, like, oh my gosh, what? And Wayne throws a walnut at it. It's like what? I had to see if it was real. And Vendel's like, yeah, by next year these things will be commonplace, I should think. Harmony implies that if we find this wondrous, it'll really burn our metals when the images start moving. <laughs> and uh, Wax is like, "What?" And Melange is like, "Yeah, we don't know. He he let it slip accidentally." And Marisette's <laughs> like, "Wait, wait. How does God accidentally say something?" And like, you know, we told you he's been distracted lately. I, I love
0: that. It's like, oh yeah, he might be in conflict with another god and he accidentally mentioned movies. <laughs>
1: But Harmony says that it's vital they discover things on their own. Uh, he says, if we don't struggle and learn on our own, we won't be strong enough to survive what is coming. And Marisai's Mar- like, well, that's ominous. Okay. Which, yeah, it is. And Malon wants some whiskey, and Vendel is outraged by this. You are representative of, of Harmony and his enlightenment. She's like, yeah, I'm an- and I'm a tragically sober one. I love, I love Malon. I don't yeah. mind seeing more of her. She was the MVP of Lost Book, I think. And so we're going to get into some information about Ferrochemy. He's got the big, the chart of Ferrochemical metals, kind of like the one that we've uh, looked at. He's like, okay, so these four, the physical abilities, those are well understood. So are the mental abilities in that quadrant there. Although we don't understand some of the stuff, like why do memories degrade when you pull them out of a metal mind? Why does tapping s- mental speed make you hungry? Those are interesting a little. And then we have, Another section, Fortune, Investiture, Identity, and Connection. And Wax remembers these from his time in the village, but nobody actually said what they did, how they worked. They were just part of the list that everyone was memorizing, basically.
2: Shouldn't have gotten kicked out. Might have learned something.
1: (laughs) And Wax is like, okay, so what do they do since you're telling us stuff? And then I was like, okay, well, research is ongoing. It's kind of hard. There's not that many fairings with that ability and also... You know rebuilding the world's been tough so we haven't had much time also like we we get a little note the last obligator's autobiography explains that early aluminum was harvested from inside of the ash mounts so one guy is known as the last obligator and i'm wondering if that's like is that yeoman is that norden who's, who's that no it's gotta be I'm good hoping. guy norden
3: <laughs> yeah
1: oh, man what a what a what
0: a brutal thing to go from smiling obligated to lost
3: it's what you get for having a good time <laughs>
1: And so we get into a discussion about some stuff that maybe we've, you've, you've been wondering about since the beginning. It's like, why can't one ferrochemist use another pharaoh metal mines? And why is like, well, I mean, because they're mine. And it, <laughs> we're theorizing that it has to do with this concept of identity. Ooh, identity. Soul power.
2: It made me think of the short story that we read with that girl. And the soul
1: stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The emperor soul. Oh, yeah, emperor mm-hmm. soul. And so, uh, yeah, they're talking about how identity has something to do with this, and also the raw power of Alamancy and pherokemi is called investiture. That's another thing that can be stored, and it's keyed to you specifically to what we call your identity. And so, as they get into it, Maris says like, so if you could store your identity, then you'd be a blank slate, basically. And Mare says, like, so that would – you could use anybody's metal mines? And Vendel says maybe, which that's an interesting question because it's like if you're blank but the metal mine is keyed to a specific identity, are you going to be able to use that because you don't have one? Or is it still going to be looking for, like, that person that it's keyed to? And But he says, we've been experimenting with that idea. Early results are promising. But that's not as interesting as the opposite possibility that if you could store identity and then store something else – then it might create a metal mine that any Feru chemist could access, or even any person. Which, doesn't that break, like, everything we know about this, where if you could create something that anyone could, like, hold this thing and have magic, that would be... Magic for the people. Hmm. And he's like, also, investiture, the innate ability to burn metals or tap metal mines, that's also a thing that can be stored. So... If you can store that, if someone can draw on that, what does that make them? What does that do for them? And so he's like, maybe we could manipulate identity and investiture to create a set of bracers that could give anyone any ferrochemical or allomantic allomantic ability. Can't talk. And then Wayne hits him with a walnut for being melodramatic. And Wax points out, okay, that's really interesting and all that, but it's not possible. Because you'd have to be able to store at least two things. You'd have to be a full, fer- which means you have to be a full ferrochemist. And there hasn't been one of those in who knows how long. A very, very long time, Vendel says. But being born a ferrochemist is not the only way. And they're like, oh, right, heme allergy, that's a problem. And Vendel says, yeah, we're not playing with that shit. We're just going to wait until a full ferrochemist is born. It's bound to happen one of these days. I do like that Milan just
0: brings up the whole. Yeah, look, knowing that we only exist because of that shit, that messes with your head. I'm like, that would be a really difficult.
1: Yeah. Like two people. With. I mean, two spikes, so two people have to be murdered to bring them to sentience. Yeah, it's like mm, you only exist because fun. people were killed. Yeah.
3: Also, kind of relief they don't do that anymore.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, there are other people out there who are not going to be content to wait. They might be using hemolurgy, And Wax is like, oh shit, my uncle. And I like Wax being like, mixing the powers is really dangerous. And Melon's like, says the twin born. And Vendel says, any mixing of these two has unanticipated effects. Which, what do you mean by that? Which, I'm annoyed that they don't ask him about that. Instead, Wax is just like, what is it about you that makes me want to punch you, even when you're being helpful? <laughs> and Melon's like, yeah, none of us have figured it out. It's one of the Cosmere's great mysteries. They're really throwing that word around a lot now. Right? And this is where Vendel's like, Is that any way to speak to someone with your ancestors' hands? And Wax's like, or, Is that a metaphor? No, no. Bree said that I could have yeah. them after he died. This I, I guy, remember. if he wasn't so polite and he, you know,
2: he, if he didn't ask for the body parts, he'd be like super creepy serial killer, dude. Yep. And he's <laughs> yep. like, I want your hands. Can I have <laughs> your bones, please?
0: It's like, no, he, like, um,. You know, Buffalo Bill from Sons of the Lambs just taken
1: to make himself a new body. Yeah. But he asks very politely. So you're like, oh, okay. And Marissa is like, okay, yeah, this is all super interesting, but you still haven't explained what you need from me. And then we get a new picture of a man with long, dark hair and a bare chest wearing a cloak, arms crossed before him. Wax recognizes it as Rashek, the first emperor.
0: I believe you mean young Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, there's a deep cut. Yeah. Check out our uh, Christmas special from
1: our first year if you don't
2: know. Yeah. That one, right? Christmas special on
0: YouTube now.
1: What do you know about the bands of mourning, Miss Combs? And she says, the Lord Ruler's metal mines, relics like the Lady Mistborn's knives or the Lance of the Fountains. I like that Vin's knives are, uh, that makes sense. So, what yep. do you guys remember, if anything, about these bands? Uh, they went into his arms, didn't they? They actually penetrated yeah. his skin and wrapped around. Yep, to make them hard, doesn't like pull. Which,
0: ow.
3: Vin managed to get them out, though, which was previously thought to be not possible, to be able to push metal through someone's skin.
1: She drew on the mists and it upped her power. So something that they are not aware of here, but that I pointed out to you guys in book two, because I was like, this becomes relevant later. In the second book, in Well of Ascension, towards the beginning... Vin mentions specifically that they took the Lord Ruler's bracers and melted them down for the adium so that they could sell it and buy food. Oh. Oh. So it's not really a spoiler because that is information that we had. It's just yeah. that by the, by the time you get to this book, most people have forgot.
4: Was yeah. Say, so they
1: that that
2: literally was... can't be his armbands. They got to be something else. Unless he had some extra
1: ones laying around. It's like that was, <laughs> He's that like, these was like are book my book going story. out bands.
3: <laughs> Well, I mean, with what we're talking about, with, you know, they're theorizing about investiture and identity, maybe they weren't the real ones. Mm.
0: Mm. And Inquisitor came in under Ruin's influence and stole them and swapped them out for some fakes, maybe. That could be too. It's true. Oh.
3: Mm. Hey, I think I'm going to die today. Maybe I should not wear my good band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm going to wear these old, original OG bands that, like,
1: aren't super great.
3: I mean, th- the
1: bands did something because it was ripping them out that, like, made him age and die, basically. So they weren't fake completely when he wore them, at least. But they could have been. No. Yeah. Maybe every like hundred one. years. Every hundred years, he just gets a new
0: set. Like, oh, out with the old, in with the new. Come on, let's get something <laughs> a bit fresh, a bit of a different design. I'm feeling like a bit
1: of a different man today. No, metal does degrade after time too, so. I like No, I like this idea where he's got, like different styles it's like he opens a box like in a movie you see somebody with like a rich guy with like 10 watches in a nice box he opens a box <laughs> and there's like 10 sets of bands that he pierces himself with depending on That's, uh, how he's feeling that sounds pretty horrific <laughs> yeah no it
4: does oh, brief- get
3: me my fancy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't really go with black does it get me the bands that go with black sir why do you have bands that don't go with black all you wear is black don't back talk
1: me <laughs> <laughs> he wore black and white, to be fair. Sure. Um, I think
0: the spirals today.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, so then Vendel gets into uh, there's four people that we know of that have held the power of Ascension Rashek, the Survivor, the Ascendant Warrior, and Lord Harmony himself. And given that Lord Harmony's Ascension gave him in depth knowledge of the metallic arts, it stands to reason the Lord Ruler got that same info. And so he would have understood identity and known all the metals. And uh, he says, curiously, nobody knows exactly what happened to the bands. Back when the Lord Ruler fell, Tensoon had not joined them yet. And he swears he heard the mention, but he can't remember where or how. So, yeah, I mean, Tensoon doesn't show up until a little bit into the Well of Ascension because the the book starts with Orsor and then he gets killed and gets swapped. So, Tensoon wasn't there until after the bands were melted down. No, but this is but
0: this is interesting from what you,
1: from what you've reminded us
0: that uh, you know they melted down the bands and sold them. Says and Spook wrote the books like the uh, the words of harmony, whatever the hell they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't include that detail. I guess not.
3: Maybe they didn't really get melted down and they couldn't put a lie in the book.
0: They gave them to Spook to be melted down. He's like, yeah, totally gonna do that. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I will one hundred. percent
0: Oh fuck, I've got to cover this up now. <laughs> He's like, uh, where am I going to get all this money? Maybe and so, he bought himself
1: out. Oh, okay. Bit of a stud, of a yeah, stud but, wasn't he? There you go. <laughs> I mean, he was like 16 at the time, so...
2: Yeah, and it wasn't, he wasn't a stud till after.
1: Yeah, true. Till so after he became a misborn, then suddenly the ladies are all interested.
2: Yeah, misborn. <laughs> yeah! woohoo! hoo
1: I never realized how cute that guy was until he could control all the magical abilities. And So... Vendell's like, so, you know, there's all these legends surrounding the Bands of Mourning since before the world was destroyed and there's new ones being invented every day, basically. But one of the themes that runs through them is if you hold them, you get his powers. And Wax is like, that's just that's just made up for stories. To which Vendell's like, I mean, are you sure? Because science has just now figured out that it would be possible to do the exact thing that everyone has been saying for 300 years that these things could do. And Wax is just like, yeah, whatever. That, it's a coincidence. You have no idea that it really works that way. This is just your theory. Why would the Lord Ruler even create weapons someone else could use against him? Which, yeah, that's a good question, actually. Would the Lord Ruler have any reason to create bands that would give you Alamancy and Ferukimi when that's... He already had both of them, and he was scared of anyone else ever having both of them. So...
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe the piercing in the arm thing made him pretty confident that nobody else would get their hands on them.
4: True.
2: But I don't know. With how long he lived, we don't know if maybe the power of preservation degrades over time in the body. Like, we don't know if maybe he needed them to keep his power going because he didn't actually hold the power of the of ruin for that long and so the preservation power that he had it's like we don't really know how long that lasts because you know normally people die at a normal rate the investiture may not be infinite mm, interesting.
0: interesting also yeah, so, this like all this is supposing that rashek even knew that it could be i mean they say oh yeah you know he probably gained that knowledge right which is possible but the entire reason the world was fucked up was because Rorschach didn't have a clue what he was doing. So it's entirely possible he might have gotten the knowledge and not even realized it, or not thought about yeah. it,
4: and,
0: and or uh, just it like occurred to him. It's like no, nah, that can't be right. Fuck it, and just kept going. Yeah.
2: Also, like we don't know what powers he knew he had. Like we don't even know if he knew other than the compounding healing. We don't really know if he knew how, how to compound or that he could compound metals and ferrochemie, like Allomancy and ferrochemie, and all its aspects.
1: I mean, we don't even know what all those aspects do. Yeah, and we don't know what he what he knows. Yeah, that's a good point. So. Yeah. Because potentially,
2: yeah, see, he must not have known, because... If, if he had all of the pharaoh powers and he could, and he was a true pharaoh and he could store like identity, he wouldn't have need hemalurgy to make somebody, if this theory is correct, he wouldn't have needed hemalurgy to make like mistborn like guys. He wouldn't have needed to like give them over to so much of Ruin's power. He could have just made them mistborn guys without the Ruin part.
1: Hmm. That's an interesting point. If you could. Yeah. I mean, th- then again, it depends on, you know, if storing identity allows for that, then. Right. If
2: it works the way he's they're theorizing, like, and he knew that, that it wouldn't, he wouldn't have needed to use hemology to make, to make those guys. But we also know that his knowledge was based purely on, like, his knowledge of extra stuff was based purely on ruined stuff, not necessarily preservation. So.
1: I don't know. Well, and it's also possible that you know, like if you create a, a bracer that can make someone, just say, a coin shot, right? Does does that run out? Because hemolurgy doesn't run out once you stab right. them. a coin shot forever. So maybe that's better than if it runs out, but we don't know. So I, I don't know. There, yeah, there's there's so guess. much unknown here. Yeah. Vendel's next picture is of a mural that appears to depict a pair of bracers shaped in spirals. Uh, looks like the bands of mourning. And we found out the Kondra Relure was fascinated by the Bands of Mourning and has spent the last 200 years chasing them. Yeah, back. I like what
2: Dak said. This guy's like a Condra Indiana Jones. It's pretty cool.
0: Right? Yeah. He's out there looking, looking for instead, the arc. Instead of, instead of a whip, he just, like, stretches his hand, Mr. Fantastic Style. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then the music plays. It's like...
2: Bah, 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 bah. And then... It, like, crosses over with whatever
1: crappy Fantastic Four movie, music they used in the Fox uh, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And then, um, also in the pictures, there's this writing that no one recognizes. It's not related to even any of the old languages in Harmony's records. So, that's, that's weird. A statue resembled the Lord Ruler bearing a long spear, covered in frost... Another mural of the bracers with more details, many different metals twining together. So not bracers for a fairing, bracers for, for a full Feruchemist. Raylor claims to have seen the bands, though the camera does not have images of that. Uh, another picture of a guy on a mural with a glowing spear raised up, wearing bracers on his arms. And so Wax is like, wait, wait, you're saying this guy actually found the bands morning. He found something where he doesn't know. He's missing a spike. Apparently, he was attacked returning from the mountains near the Southern roughs. and we cannot not get any answers out of him. A conjuror with a missing spike—they're not quite sane any longer, as you well know. The idea of like someone mugging
0: a conjuror is comical to me. It's like <laughs> hand over your wallet, hand over your phone, hand over that spike. What? They just reach in, pull it out, like like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom style.
1: <laughs> Vendel's there, too. He's like, give me your bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says he was accosted. So, yeah, it's like, how exactly do you accost of Kandra and take the spike?
2: <laughs> I guess if you know about the syringes, I mean, I don't
1: know. Mm. Yeah. Relor is of the third generation, an explorer, an expert at bodies, and a genius. We, they don't want to lose him. And we they can't make any more Contra, so uh, losing even one is uh, a bad thing for them. As we kind of talked about in the previous book, when Malon was like, we don't got to kill Palm, let's not jump to conclusions and shit. And once again, we're told that the thirds are like their leaders. So it makes you wonder what happened to the first and the seconds. We found out most of the seconds, at least, killed themselves.
2: Yeah, I would maybe, yeah, maybe the firsts when they figured out that they could just die, maybe they decided to go that way as well or maybe since the seconds are gone the thirds have kind of taken over ruling the chondra and the firsts kind of just stay up in their cloister like they had
1: mm, before yeah. yeah no one had seen uh, them for like hundreds of years before anyways so yeah. yeah
2: and they bring up an interesting point here because we did i did forget ten has two blessings and they say he tried to give give one of his spikes to Raylor to to make him like cognizant, and that it, like really messed Sun up too. And I'm thinking, yeah, wait a minute. In that first trilogy, he takes Orser's spike and adds the blessing mm-hmm. to his own, and we don't really see any negative ramifications from that for
4: him. Like it doesn't thought, yeah.
2: it doesn't put him in pain or anything, yeah. as far as we know. So that was kind of weird. I didn't really
1: understand that. I agree. That is a, that is a weird uh, difference there. Maybe. I don't know, maybe if you have both of your own, then adding another one's not that bad, or I don't know. I don't know, it's weird. Because it said it hurt him to get rid of one of them, so if he has three, it's like,
2: yeah.
4: why well, would no, that Well, no, I mean,
1: him? he would have four, because each blessing is two things, is two spikes. Oh, that's right, you're right, yeah, he would have four. I don't know that he uses four at all times, he may have just had his two, and then he put one in, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, what they want from Marisai is not to go out and hunt down the Bands of Mourning, they want her to go and find the missing spike. That's, that's all we want you to do. Help us get our friend back. And is like, why don't you just give him one of those spikes you got laying around, like that earring you gave to Wax. And Vendel's like, uh, first off, we don't have any conjure blessings just laying around. The earrings are old Inquisitor spikes. It's very different. You have to specifically make a blessing for a conjure. It's like a whole different process. But yeah, Tensoon gave him one of his spikes. It didn't help. Raylor just kind of spit it out. Yeah, and he says, trying to use someone else's spikes when you don't have your own already can provoke radical changes in personality, memory, and temperament.
2: Oh, okay, when you don't have your own already. All right, that makes sense. I missed that, yeah. Yeah, so he can use he can use as many spi- other people's spikes as he wants, as long as he's got his OG too. That's what they need but to he- do, just make a super conjure and give him all the blessings. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He'll use the blessings of another candor, though, as long as he's got his own. I guess so, yeah. Like a fair chemist couldn't use someone else's braces as long as they were wearing their own. So it's not hmm. quite... Yeah, okay.
1: And so uh Mel or Mila, like, "Okay, yeah, I'll go. I if I could use some help maybe wax?" And Wax is like, "No, man. This this sounds great. This is perfect for you. I'm sorry that I even said anything that might make you think I doubted you. This is this is great. If you want help, take Wayne, you know, uh, get him the hell out of my house, please." He didn't say that. That's what he's thinking, you know he is. Yeah. <laughs> get him out. And that's when Vendell's like, "Oh, whoops, I forgot there's one more picture." And in
2: the picture, <laughs> he almost accidentally like switches to the next slide. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about this picture. Let's see, what an ass. <laughs> right. Yeah, I really don't like this Vendel guy. He's creepy. He wants people's hands and bones. He's always
1: getting on Wax's nerves. He's just he's not a super great guy. So we see the city. Uh, what, what Wax thinks is probably New Saran with its grand waterfalls. He's just he's never been there before. And there is a woman being dragged away by two men, and it is Wax's sister, Telson. Secret bad guy. Secret bad <laughs> guy. Why would a secret, secret, secret bad guy, why, secret, why would there secret, be a picture of her bad being guy. dragged away? Because
0: it's well, a maybe setup. She was
2: being. Dr- yeah, or maybe she was being dragged away because she was wanting to kill the Condra even harder. and They were like, <laughs> no, no, you
0: got to get out of here.
2: Let me at that
1: Condra, give me.
0: Okay, no, I like that. No, no, man, it's a setup. Like the the set are trying to lure him there. So Maybe Vendel's a... Vendel even could be
1: a plant. I doubt oh, it. Oh, yeah. if Vendel was, I was about to say, like it's a big jump for the conjurer to just for you to just anyone just assume the conjur will go and ask <laughs> Wax for help. But if Vendel was, <laughs> no, that works. Yeah, stop playing dumb, Data. We know you know the score. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys also have to remember that. Uh, this is the last existing mistborn story. There's no more short stories. There's no more books that are out there in the in the Mistborn world. So we're getting real close to the point where you guys know as much as I do about what's going on. For yeah, like you know interesting a few months. Yeah. Well yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're gonna know soon more than we knows. So yeah, any anything not resolved in this book, I don't know.
2: It's true. I'm finally gonna I'm finally gonna be on equal footing with you for
1: once in my entire life. Well and then <laughs> so, then then we'll switch to a different book and
0: wait, wait, wait. So does, does that mean when we get to the end of this book and we do predicaments for what the next book will hold, you're gonna join in? Ooh, maybe.
2: All Ooh, right. new segment. Cool.
3: Interesting.
0: Data predicaments. <laughs> um, and then when he's when he's doing his like his read for the Patreon thing, he can just be like, ah, fucking called it.
1: <laughs> we'll save the predigments episode Until after I've already done those And uh, and then I'll like Predict everything exactly as it happened Oh man <laughs> I'll be the greatest predigmenter ever I am the greatest <laughs> Now I am leaving Earth for no reason The and big so brain am winning again We get the Wayne perspective And what a perspective it is Wayne's walking around, looking behind pictures, lifting up vases. Where does Wax keep the good stuff? And he overhears Wax explaining to Steris that he has to go. It, it That's his sister that he saw. Wayne is unimpressed by the picture frame that is likely pure gold. He's like, I mean, gold's fun for some stuff, but why do people care so much?
3: You know what, Wayne? It's not about you. It's not about <laughs> what you like. <laughs> if these people want to have that photo frame, that is their choice. I, the I, that's
0: that's it. It's like, man, so many like this chapter and so many of his chapters in the last book started with him just looking down his nose at people. I'm like, man, you're a snob.
1: (laughs) I okay. I have to I like the next part where he's like, you know, how do they even decide what's valuable? Are they just sit around in their suits going, "Oi, let's start eating fish eggs and make the stuff real expensive. That'll rust their brains. It will. Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should I should clarify because
0: I was very harsh at the start. Like Wayne is still funny, but there are times when his the like his joke wears pretty thin for me. Yeah, no. But he's, he's right. Why, why people eating caviar?
1: That stuff's gross. Yeah, yeah, no, totally fair. Like that bit, I 100% with. He's like, I'm not gonna play by their rules. I decide for myself what something's worth, and that frame's ugly. Don't help none that Starris' cousins, who were depicted in it, looked like a fish. Looked like fish. That's just rude. He didn't say it out loud, so I guess it's fine. But and I like that Starris is like, I mean, then go, Wax. Like, wh- why are you so worried? Like, we'll make it work. And he's like, I'm just, I'm pissed. Like, after everything they did to me, they just come in here and like, he Vendel makes an offhand comment about me shooting Leslie is a stunt. But again, Starris, like,
0: try to be as supportive and and sympathetic to Wax's feelings as possible. It's like,
1: God damn, this woman is a prize. Right? (laughs) Yeah, Wayne. Come on, man. So there is a gathering of uh, the Outer City political elite in New Saran, and the governor is concerned and was going to send a representative so Wax can just kind of slip into that role and give him an excuse to be there. And Sarah's is like, okay, well, let's do it then. Are we leaving right away? And he's like, wait, what? what, We? And she goes, well, I mean, if you're taking my sister, it would look weird if you didn't take me also. I'm just I'm putting that out there, (laughs) And she's like, I'll, I'll stay out of your way. It's OK. And Wax is like, well, just, it might be dangerous. I don't want to ask you to put yourself in danger. And she's just like, hey, if, if you feel like this is what you got to do, then I'll take the risk. And Wayne's just like, man, these two are awkward. And he uh, he's still looking for an offering. He's walking around trying to decide what to take. He takes one of the flowers from the vase and trades it from an extra sock from his back pocket. And then he has the silverware set from the wedding breakfast that never happened I mean, they would put out a place for him and had his name and everything. So that meant the silverware had been his and okay to take.
3: Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't get to take centerpieces either at a wedding. Just <laughs> for enjoyment.
1: Oh, I've, God. I wouldn't have minded if people took the, the, the centerpieces from our, uh, it wasn't like a real, our pre-wedding party. Like They're yeah. still sitting in our storage. What the hell am I going to do with them? <laughs> There's a knock at the door. And Wayne rushes to get there before the butler can answer it, because he doesn't trust him. It's only a matter of time before he cracked and tried to kill them all.
0: Well, I mean, being asked to spank Wayne all the time probably isn't helping the guy's mental state. No. So really, if he snaps and tries to kill them all, they're like, yep, so,
1: as much as I don't want a victim, Blaine, Wayne, you would bring that on yourself. <laughs> it's And it's it's Vendell back again. And Wayne's like, "What are you? we just got rid of you, like, two hours ago. And the conjurer is... <sighs> He's like, good afternoon, young lad. Are the adults home? (laughs) I mean, all right. Yeah, the guy's creepy at all, but that
0: line is brilliant. I'm (laughs) just like, yeah. a good thing. (laughs) I'm kind of on Team Vendell after that one.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah,
0: I guess. He's not coming on the
2: trip,
1: though, which I'm kind of like, or is he? I don't know. I don't know what the decision was made for that. It seems like a no is what we get. We'll get there in a second. But Darience the butler politely pushes Wayne out of the way And it's like, you're expected, sir And the is like, nice flower to Wayne Can I have your skeleton when you're dead? Apparently, Bloodmaker, their bones are interesting Because of the way that they get sick and heal in rushes
3: Which I really like that idea I just can't get past the, you know Oh, that's a pretty flower, can I have your bones? <laughs> right? Oh gosh so And I, using it when you're done Not to be in, creepy <laughs>
1: In my it's mind, very... Wayne would take it, like, well, like, with how weird Wayne is, but he doesn't.
0: Yeah, and I th- that, maybe that's why I like Vandel a bit, because it's like, oh, someone actually managed to catch Wayne off guard. Like, that's kind of cool. Um, But this, this sort of reminded me of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy when they go and meet Benicio del Toro, and he looks at Groot and is like, I have no idea what you are. Can I have your body when you die?
1: Yep. That is... That has been bugging me, because I was like, there's a scene from a movie that is like that, that is, like, very much like what just happened, and I could not remember it until you said that. Thank you. In fact, just looking
0: at the – this book was published in 2016, so it was after Guardians came out,
1: so. Uh, maybe, yeah. It could be a riff. Could. Wow. And Wayne's like, Wax, the immortal bloke is being creepy again. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but
1: oh, Vendel- Wax? Vendel has very nicely provided them with tickets uh, for their trip and transcripts of all the stuff that they were able to get from Raylor so they can study it. And Wax is like, I haven't even said I'll go. You're roping me into this. Sure as a sheep and a pen. And the guy says, yep. Anyway, here's a list of people that Raylor mentions. <laughs> well, I mean, and they, at this point, Vendel knows that
0: Wax hates him. And he, he's like, well, there's no point trying to sugarcoat with this guy because he'll think I'm just trying to suck up to him and he'll hate me even more. So I'm just going to give it to him straight and narrow.
1: Makes sense to me. He, like, why would he care? Vendel yeah. is, uh, is, if he's of the sixth generation, that makes him about seven, seven, eight hundred years old right now. So he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and uh, he's even they've even arranged for Starris to go. Like, he's like, we've made a co- provisions for whichever way that you want to go with this. And I like, it might be helpful if you came along, Vendel. We could use an extra metal born. And Vendel's eyes bulged and he turned white Go into the field, me. I assure you, that's not what you want. And here's where Wayne comes in and says, "Hey, can you you can turn into anything like a bunny? Very small animals are extremely difficult, as we need a certain mass to hold our cognitive functions. Bunny, can you be a bunny if absolutely necessary?" And Wayne's like, "So that's what that damn book was about. I don't know if you guys remember that from the end of like the first book, where Wayne,
3: yeah, memory.
1: (laughs) I I honestly didn't. I was gonna ask, what's what is that about? Wayne is, yeah, like, re- reading weird. a book, and uh, he's like, Wax, you got to check out this book. There's bunnies that talk. It's the damnedest thing.
2: Oh, yeah. He's talking um, about Watership Down, which shouldn't exist in their world. Well,
1: no, apparently I read, uh, I read like, a question thing with Brandon. Brandon was not necessarily intentionally referencing Watership Down with that, even though that's what I I assumed and most people assumed. He was just like, no, I was just coming up with something that seemed kind of weird that Wayne could be reading. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Vendel does not want to go. He's like, Melon can perform any transformations you might need. I honor the first contract. The Lord Ruler's document? I guess so. And he's like, uh, so yeah, my sister will meet you at the station, track 17, four hours. And Serge is like, four hours? I got to get the maids, the valet? I I need to make a list.
0: Is it valet or is it because I've got Downton Abbey stuck in my head? Is it the valet?
1: I've always said valet, but... Uh,
2: yeah, I think that also might be an American
1: thing, yeah, it could though. Be. Valet, valet. Sure. I know that in uh, I don't watch Downton Abbey, but I know in uh, the Kings or in Kingsman they say valet also.
2: Yeah, so it might be a more UK thing to say valet. Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: what do Aussies
2: say. Do you guys ever have valets slash uh, valets? I
0: think it's it was just like you know parking at the hotels. Like I think yeah. I think we call it valet for that. But mm. mm-hmm. I guess uh, yeah, va val- I think valet is it's different to a valet, isn't it? I mean, I think. Yeah.
3: I would- I think you're old enough as a country to have that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, like, the idea behind a ballot is completely different from a valet that would park your car. But I almost want to say that one was derived from the other. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. The person oh, that yeah, parks exactly. your car, that name came from a person that would have been your,
1: you know, ballot back in the day. So, uh, Vendell tries to give Wax a new earring, and Wax says, nope. Not interested. And then Wayne just goes, okay, I'll meet you guys at the station. And Starr says, aren't you going to pack? And he goes, no, sack's in my room under my bed. I'm always packed and ready to go, mate. Never can tell when a misunderstanding might crop up. (sighs) Yeah, okay. Leave them discussing their things, and they're arguing with their creepy immortal bunnies. Wayne had a quest. And so now we get into the section where Wayne tricks a bunch of people. And I like how uh, he doesn't like Wax's neighborhood. It's too fancy. The streets don't stink of horse dung. Uh, it's hard to think in a place like this. Everyone knew the best thinking happened in alleyways and slums.
2: Look, man, I have personally on many occasions because I live in Texas and go to, you know, fairs have smelled horse dung. I don't, it's not a familiar smell that I like to smell. <laughs>
4: you
2: know, I've, I've smelled plenty of horse dung, cow dung, sheep dung, goat
1: dung. It's not great. Yeah. I hate manure. <laughs> So Wayne hails a boatman, puts on a fancy accent, pretends to be wax, and says that he wants to hire this guy for the whole day. He's got lots of places he's got to go. Now committing identity fraud.
2: hmm So I don't get this next part. Why does the
1: kid get so anxious? So what happens is Wayne says, hey, I want you to take me all these places. Here's the first place we're going. But that's not really where he's going. He's going to somewhere that's, like, I guess maybe, like, halfway between here and there. And so as they get closer to where he wants to go, he starts slipping less savory words into his fake high class accent. So now the guy's hearing, wait, that that doesn't sound right. And so he's working to seem more and more shady as they go, slipping in a little bit of a ruffian's accent, he calls it. And the place that Wayne has asked to be taken is not a very nice area. And so the guy is getting more and more of an impression that something is wrong. This guy's offered me a ridiculous amount of money. He hasn't given me the money. He's just said he's going to give me a ridiculous amount of money. Now he wants me to take him to a shady area, and he's sounding less and less like a respectable person. So now he thinks this guy's trying to take me somewhere where they can rob me or murder me or something. just Just so he doesn't okay. have to pay with the money he stole from Wax. Yeah, that makes a little more sense, I guess. And so he gets dropped off right where he wants to be by timing his deception just right for the guy to be like, oh, yeah, no, I just remembered. I got something I got to do. I can't. No, my mom, she needs me. I got to go. I'll just let you off here. And when Wayne's like, I'll double your fee, that just makes the guy even more suspicious. And he's like, nope, nope, got to go. And then he finds uh, he finds a guy he knows who sells fried potatoes from his cart, offers to help him, and then does the classic scam of uh, – Money going back and forth, trying to make different varieties of change, until uh, finally he's like, "Okay, yeah." He's convinced the guy that he's given him the right amount, even though we find out in a minute he's given him like not as much as he should have. And so Wayne, he's he's like shorted him by ten dollars or whatever their money is. And so Wayne pulls the flower out of his ear and holds it along with the ten dollar bill banknote as they call it. He's like, "Hey, I'll give you this in change for your wallet." And so this guy thinks that he's going to get ten dollars for This old wallet. And so he makes the trade and says idiot as he leaves. The wallet is eel skin. That doesn't sound pleasant. Probably
0: waterproof,
2: though. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I actually thought, you know, that might not be bad uh, wallet substance.
0: And uh, they make shark skin boots. I guess. I don't think of sharks as slimy, though. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I feel like they're probably just as slimy as eels. I don't know. I've I've held eels before. They're pretty
1: slimy. <laughs> uh, have you held a shark before? Yes. Oh, cool. well, there you are. Like sharks yeah, a little, little one. Shark skin is supposed to be very very like rough, right? It's Yeah, it's very very coarse. Yeah. Mm. And the uh, the guy noticed, the guy running the cart, he's like, "Did you just shortchange him?" Like, you got him to give you 50 and you gave him back 40, and Wayne's like, "What? You know I can't count that high, man." Anyway, I gave him a 10 at the end for his wallet. No, the flowers for the wallet. The bill was because I somehow ended up with an extra 10 completely by accident. Very innocent. Like, so he's just he screwed the guy out of his wallet, basically. And it's supposed to be charming. But it's just like, come on, man, really? And then he notices one side of the wallet is worn out. And he's like, Russ, I've been cheated. This won't work. Also, why would Renette want a wallet? Why would she want any of the stuff that he's trying to give her? Let's be fair. <laughs> why would she want white? Well, the
2: thing he ends up giving her, like, you know, he, she actually
1: does seem to like. Well, at the start, she's like, why are you giving me this? And he's got his explanation. He's like, you know, you write stuff down. And she's like, OK. But uh, like he's like, here's the thing. I haven't travailed enough. In Stories of Quest, you got to travail. That's like traveling, but with an ailment stapled on. And the guy's, the, the urchin that he's talking to is like, can, can, can I have a coin? Ain't got no coins. Damn. In the old stories, they always give tips to the urchins, don't they? Hold on. So he goes in and he pulls out one of the pieces of silverware. He goes into the store and he pulls out a piece of silverware. He's like, What do you get? How many buns will you give me for this? And she's like, This, this is silver. It's like, Yeah, how many? A bunch? A bunch will do. Make his bunch. And so he comes out with a bunch of uh, rolls of buns, meat filled buns. And he gives it to the urchin and they're like, Really, all of this? And he's like, Yeah, but here's what you got to do. You got to earn it by giving them away. Anyone who needs some food, you give them one of these. Don't eat more than four yourselves, yourself, all right? Four? All for me? Well, five, but you bargain hard. And then he passes, passes a guy playing an old guitar and throws a silver spoon into the hat. And the guy's like, what's this, a spoon? And apparently merchants are desperate for the things. They'll give you half a hundred meat buns for one with change to boot. He's just, he's so weird. And I mean, I guess, you know, it, it's nice. He's like feeding street urchins and giving giant tips to guys playing the guitar on the street corner, but... He's also screwing random people out of their wallets, so it's really hard to know how to feel about Wayne.
3: It's nice. Like, what he's doing here is nice. What he did before is bad. Like, just because you do a bad and then a good doesn't – don't do the bad. Don't yeah. don't be that guy.
1: And so uh, then he meets a cop who's uh, basically the world's first meter maid who's <laughs> like uh, – the, the new ordinance says that motor cars have to be parked in an orderly manner. So we're going to write down all the registry numbers and then track down the owners later and charge them a fine. And Wayne's like, that's evil. And he goes, what do you want for the book, the book that he's writing all this stuff in? And the guy's like, it's not for trade. Got this nice wallet here. He says holding up the water dripping out of the side, recently cleaned. And he pulls out the knife from the silverware thing uh, set. And he goes, hey, how about this? And the guy jumps back because the guy just, just pulled a knife on him and drops his notebook and Wayne snatches it and drops the knife and goes, great trade. Thanks. Bye. And as the guy yells after him, he goes, no trade backs. And I love the reference that comes up after that. He passes some old guys sitting on a, a stoop and one of them goes, that's Edip's boy. Always getting himself in trouble. That one is. Yeah, that
2: took me that took me a while to figure out. And then I was like, oh, it's from the
1: last book where he pretended to be that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that may be <laughs> Very, my favorite callback
0: it's a, a very cinematic moments like in you know, all the chase scenes of the movies like they go past some people it's like nah, those young kids or something and then the dude just like gets winged in the face with a bun the
1: guy follows Wayne for 10 streets before he gets tired and then Wayne thinks he'll probably file a report hope they don't find wax uh too much <sighs> see again he's
0: just like uh oh it's all right my buddy can handle it it's like yep can you maybe stop just abusing him like this is what it is man you're an abuser
1: and so he he gets to Renette's house and he kind of puts the little the little notebook into the, the space between the doorknob and the door. He doesn't want to knock because Renette might shoot him. If the constables didn't find a few corpses on her doorstep every week, they'd start to wonder if she wasn't feeling well. And he's so preoccupied by thinking about her reaction when she opens the door and finds this book that he almost runs right into her walking up to her own house. And she's like, Wayne, what are you doing here? Idiot, you better not have broken in. Tell Wax I just delivered those cords to him. He didn't need to send someone to check, out, check on me. And Wayne's like, Cords? And she ignores the question and says, I swear I am going to shoot you, you little maggot. And he just walks off and she finds the book and is like, What's this? Wayne, I'll shoot you right now. I swear I will. Tell me what you've done. And he's like, It's just a present. You know, you're always writing stuff down. I figured that uh, you could use some more writing books. Why is it damp? Sorry, I forgot and stuck it in my pocket for a minute. But I got it right back out. I fought ten constables for that, I'll have you know.
4: <sighs>
1: and so he's written, thank you and goodbye. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, no, I mean, nothing's wrong. I just figured it was time. And she says, are you leaving? And he goes, well, for a little bit, but that's not what that means. It means, you know, I'm not going to be seeing you again. And she gets it. And she's like, wait, really? You, you mean that? It's like, so she, she did know what he was thinking all this time? Uh, I mean, yeah, he was pretty obvious, but about how much he liked her mm, still. And she's like, oh, my gosh, finally. And Wayne's like, yeah, I figured that uh, a man wanting something don't make it true, you know. And she takes his hand and kisses it and says, thank you, Wayne. And he's like, so Marisai says you're courting another girl. And she says, I am. And then he tries to propose uh, a uh, the three of them getting together for. And she's like, Wayne, I don't mind none if she's fat, Renette. I like her. Wayne. Right, right. Yeah. OK. Can we just pretend that last part didn't happen? I'll do my best. And he's whistling to himself as he leaves. And she says, what's that song? I know that. And he says, it's the last breath. The pinaforte was playing it the first time we met, which would be sweet if his entire quote unquote relationship with her wasn't so creepy.
0: Right. Mean, like I, the ray of hope in all this is like now this means we're done. We don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah,
1: and so then he scams a coachman into uh, giving him a ride by putting the wallet down and waiting for a coachman to see it and try to grab it, and then he's like, no, that's mine. I saw it first, and Wayne's like, okay, I tell you what. You can have as much, however much is in this wallet, but you got to give me a ride to the train station, and it says half an hour later, the coach rolls up to the station, and the guy knows. He's like, it looks like, it seems like he knows what happened. But he lived up to, to the, the agreement anyway. So, you know, there's that.
0: It's like you could have just given him the money in the wallet and gotten the ride anyway, but whatever.
1: I don't think there was any money in the wallet. What happened to all the – oh, did he – what happened yeah, the he, money he made selling chips? No, like he he gave the – like he got that wallet from the guy that was buying chips. The guy – he gave the guy all his money, and then he's like, hey, I like that wallet. Trade me for uh, that wallet. I thought, he, I thought he still had some money left. But no, yeah. So I, I think that's the thing is the wallet was empty and he because he scammed this guy into thinking he might make some money out of this. Right. And they're like, Wayne, where have you been? And he says, you know, making an offering to a beautiful God. And Steris says, are you drunk? And he puts some more slur into his speech. He's like, whoa, whoa, why would I be drunk? I can't believe you risk being late for a little liquor. It wasn't a little. And so apparently Starris and Wax have got an entire car set aside for them. So that's nice. Well, yeah. And I mean, you- for for their group. Oh, yeah. Wayne had to share a room with Herv, the footman. Bugger that. He knew for a fact that man snored. But apparently, the train ride is not that long. They'd arrived before sunrise, he says. So it's not terrible. And so as the train starts, Wayne climbs out the window and up onto the top and just sits up there staring at the, the scenery passing by in the clouds. And that is the end of part one of the book and the end of what we read this time. So we're on our way to new Saran, which we kind of knew was probably going to happen based on the maps. What do you guys, let's do predicaments. What's going to happen?
0: Okay, so I, I, I'm I'm sticking by. I think Telson is going to be the like the villain. I think this is a trap to lure Wax out to new Saran. I don't think the Kandra are plants like I suggested before. I think like the set have just set them all up. And yeah, to like I think I think Telson's a bit of a mastermind and has um, set all this up to, to drag Wax out. So that's the basic one. The new one I had from this one, I was interested in the talk about the bands of mourning and the fact that Wax has gone. You know, every week you get someone else claiming they've got the real set. Like you're never going to find the real set because of all this. And that got me thinking. Like, would, wouldn't it be really cool if? early on in the book, they actually do find the bands and they think it's just a cheap fake, or it's just some, not, not even, they don't even think it's a fake. They think it's some other random unconnected item completely. And then they keep going about searching for them. They don't realize they've got the real, the genuine article on them the whole time. Mm. Um, I feel like that's, that's a classic, you know, MacGuffin sort of story thing. And I think that'd be really fun to do something like this. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe Wayne trades something. And gets, <laughs> the re- and gets the real bands and no, uh, like none of them have any clue that he's even got them until the climax or it turns out, Oh, holy shit. They've been in Wayne's pocket the whole time.
1: That would be hilarious. Actually. I love
0: that. Yeah. So uh, I, like, I don't know. I like that. I like that trope of where like, you know, that someone finds something incredibly valuable in the garbage and doesn't realize what it has. Like, you know, the whole strata <laughs> Yeah. and yeah, they just have no clue what they've got.
1: I, I've always loved that little gag. So I, I hope it comes into play here. OK, I like I, I like that a lot. I want to now, now I'm thinking about what has Wayne already picked up? Could it are? He, he traded the flower away. It can't be that the silverware from the. No, he traded all that away, too. Okay. He's, he's got rid of all that. Yeah, no, it's I, I don't know. I don't think he's got it yet. I don't think he would.
0: They would get it until they got to new Saran. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I'm,
1: I'm going to be scrutinizing every single thing they pick up. I like this. OK, that's you got some solid, some solid, like long term book predictions for we're still you know at the beginning of this one so we got Telson's the secret bad guy we got they're gonna find the bands and not realize it i like these these are yeah. the, these have some good potential to be like whole book adium volcano type things yeah. mm. and this up uh, this time i'm actually gonna remember them because like all the
0: other books i make predictions and then i forget about them the next week and so <laughs> like sometimes they pan out and i forgot i even predicted them so gonna stick with it this yeah. time
2: I, uh, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with Dak. I'm going to say Telson is the secret bad guy. I'm going to say that she's, if she's not in charge of the set, she's like a member, just like her uncle. Like she's, she's on the same level, at least as Mr. Suit. So, um, I think she's definitely secret bad guy in the set masterminding a lot of what's uh, what's been happening so far i think that's a a solid solid thing especially because we've already seen his sister kind of has like a wild streak in her so and so i think we'll see that come into play she's a new saran possibly so we're going to go to new Saran. I don't know if we're going to find the bands of morning or not. I assume we are. I mean, here's the thing. The title of the book is the bands of morning. So, uh, I mean, they've got to, they've got to be some part of it. Uh, I do like Dax's idea. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be more obvious that they found something or they're chasing after something. It may be a well of Ascension thing where they don't actually like find the bands until the very, very end of the book. Mm. And I, I I still like my theory because it doesn't really make sense for them to be Roshak's bands unless for some reason in the original trilogy they were you know stolen and hit away and replaced by fake adi, just fake Addium pieces. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me that that they they would be Roshak's bands. So I'm going to say they're actually they're actually created by Sazed for some reason. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he, um, he could definitely do it, right? Right. And like I said, it, they were created by him. And I think originally I'd said like to store his memories of his of of tells of uh Tindwell. Tindwell Tindwell. Thank you. Of Tindwill. So uh, yeah, we'll go. I don't know that that's their purpose, but that's what I had postulated before, kind of in a half joking manner. So I'm just gonna say that they were. That they were created and by him for some reason, un- unbeknownst to us at this point. And I really took, I keep taking note of the spear thing and the fact that they showed like an image of a guy with a spear. I feel like that has to come into play as well in this book. It's not something. I feel like the imagery and the mention of a spear is not something that we should overlook. Mm. Um, and so I think that'll come into play as well in some way. It may be like a Deathly Hollows type thing where it's like you you have the three artifacts and you can rule the entire Cosmere (laughs) or the entire planet of Skadriel. It's like you have the bands, you have the spear, you have the whatever, and you're a master of alamantic and ferrochemical magic.
1: So, yeah, I guess it's possible. Well, okay. so because Kelsier is, you know, so famous and a religious icon now. Right, it's po- it's possible that like all the imagery of a guy with a spear could be like the Lord Ruler with the spear he killed Kelsier with, if that's you know an right. important artifact now. But yeah, I like I like your idea that Sazed created them because if it's really a set of bands created and it had to be created by somebody who had allomancy and Kemi, the list of people who could possibly have done that is real short because the Lord Ruler and then I mean God could do it, right? Because he right. has all sorts of power, so I don't know that there's anyone else to add to that list,
2: yeah, so unless they predate Ra'shek and were created mm. like even longer ago, yeah but but uh, yeah, no, I think um, I think it's likely that says created them. i'm I'm still really interested to know what he's distracted by if it's Trell or some other thing. Hopefully we'll unravel part of that as well, but, yeah, I think. I think this is going to be, and, and if it is, I'm going to enjoy this. My my long prediction for this book is it's going to be like an Indiana Jones type adventure. Like we've kind of joked that Raylor seems to be that kind of person. It's going to be like looking for artifacts and mystical items and trying to unravel the mystery of the set who's possibly also looking for these artifacts and, and mystical items. You know, it's very like, it's a very Indiana Jones versus Nazis type deal. So um, okay. I kind of would like it If it went in that direction It seems like a fun way to go For this third book You know Artifact hunting Trying to keep the Nazis From getting their hands on it
1: So does that mean This is like Last Crusade And Raylor is uh, like Sean Connery? Sure yes. I'm, I'm, I'm into it
2: Okay
1: Yeah for, I mean all we need is Raylor
2: To grab an umbrella And start popping it on the beach To scare birds <laughs> into a plane You know
1: Okay these, I, I think we're getting some some really good, uh, some really interesting long book predictions this time around. I like it.
3: So I was sort of thinking that after what you said about them melting them down, I was like, no, they didn't melt them down, and they were just lying about it. But they really did need the adium at the time, so maybe they did melt them down. Are they separate bands intertwined, or is it bands made of all different metals?
1: Hmm. Good question. I think... I think what we were told in the second book, and I'd have to go back and look to be, or in the first book, and i have to go back and look to be sure, but I, I think it was like all different metals kind of like together into one set of bands, but I don't know.
3: Because mm. if you were going to melt them down and they were all sort of combined, if you were going to melt them down because you needed the adium, you theoretically could separate them out into the other metals as well. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that metal when you're done? So if, if, they, if they've melted them down, perhaps they've been made into other objects because oh. uh, no one would really know they don't oh. have use because you can use another ferrochemist band, as far as we know, until we're looking at it at this point. There's got to be a way that it, also to tell that they're genuine, you'd have to be able to identify that they were that person's bands or be able to tap into the memories and actually pull them out somehow. So I feel like the first part of our journey is going to be more about is it even possible? And then I was sort of thinking we'd have a bit of a, it's interesting that Joe brought up the Deathly Hallows because I was like, we have a bit of a horcrux search
4: mm-hmm. trying to
3: find all these different objects. And if that's the case, the gold frame that Wayne hated so much and made such a big deal about could quite easily have been something that ah. his feet back melted down, Spook had it, gave it to Breeze as his trusted advisor, being handed down to the family or a descendant of Spook. I can't remember whose house they were in, but it it could just be a whole bunch of different objects that have got all different things and pulling them all back together. You, I if be able to piece together a whole bunch of knowledge or something. I don't know, but maybe maybe they're maybe we're being too little. Maybe they're not bands anymore.
1: I love that. That's you got yeah, They're gonna have to search down like what, there's like eight uh, eight different basic and then eight other metals. So yeah, there's like you can find you know the adium's gone right. They sold that or whatever and probably got used or something so that
3: the attium to actually get rid of ruin
1: they used up all the attium that they found that they had at the but we know that at least some survived because like marsh had some too so it's not that they had to use all of it they just used enough that i guess there wasn't enough left for ruin to do his thing but yeah so sure. if, if you take the adium out then there's like 15 metals i guess so it's like we got to find the the steel candlesticks and the lead pipe and the gold picture frame i love this this would be amazing
3: and it might be like a, you know, if, if it was sort of dispersed amongst different houses and or different areas, you know, perhaps the Church of the Survivor has got some of it, or I don't know, a little nod to, to different people or different areas of the books we've been in so far.
1: You said different houses, and I was immediately like, yeah, Slytherin, they've got them. I know it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Gonna go have to find the ghost of uh, Ravenclaw's daughter. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: This is my favorite prediction today. That was great. They run out of Hogwarts houses and it's like, all right, we need to find more houses. Oh, All right, what house is this? They get stabbed it's like this is Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> they get shot. It's
1: Renette's house.
0: <laughs> oh, can you imagine they turned the bands of warning into these bullets that Wax is just firing at people? Oh, see, yep, there's the lead. It's the bullets. I mean, I, I know it never panned out, but I did really like my dumb prediction from before we started uh, this era of just, like, Adium is time-traveling bullets.
1: <laughs> or it's going to be... That fondly. It's going to be wanted, and they're, like, curving bullets. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: But curving through time <laughs> and space. Oh. Okay, anything else, Jamie? That was awesome.
3: Uh, no, not really. I, I like I like Secret Bad Guy for the sister. I'm going gonna, gonna to jump on that bat too. Okay. Uh,
4: for
3: now, anyway, we'll see. I to, no, I don't have anything
1: else. To so no one trusts Telson, is what we're coming down to. All right. <laughs> we haven't even I mean, met her yet. Why should we? Who knows if we will meet her, but uh, no one, no one oh, trusts her. Yeah.
4: Well, the the prologue teenager.
2: had the last time had the secret bad guy. It stands to reason that this prologue would also have the secret bad guy.
4: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You make jokes about how it's like we made secret bad guy thing when it isn't really a thing, but it's been a thing.
1: Like more than we it, think. Yeah, it, it, it has frequently been a thing. It's true. It wasn't like, in Elantris yeah. where we kept looking for it, but other places. Well, no, it was too. I guess he wasn't like dillof was kind of a secret bad guy. He was always a bad guy. You just didn't know how bad a guy he was.
0: You just yeah, didn't know he, he was, he, like, he was going to be the main bad guy,
1: right? Yeah,
2: he was like a jerk, and you're like, yeah, we don't like Diloff. He's got something going on, and then it was like, oh no, he's like the head of this order of like blood. Knights that like use people's bodies as sacrifices to do
1: magic, like it's pretty messed up. Nope. Yep. Okay, I like uh, these, this. Was a good day for predicaments. I like them. We have two new reviews and one new patron. So let's let's do reviews first. So get ready get ready for some Allomancy powers. The first review is from Guy Laughing. I, I feel like you're ripping me off there. I'm just. <laughs> Uh, But whatever. Uh, The title says Cosmere plus jokes plus banter. Five stars. So much fun to listen to the hosts. Great chemistry. Make jokes, recap, and predict. Format is especially fun if you've already read the books and can catch data as he toys with the others without ever actually spoiling anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. (laughs) Um,
2: Good times. Good times. You can be a lurcher. Good, sir.
1: Guy laughing.
4: Yeah,
2: you can lurch away. Lurch away, Meryl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's another deep cut. Jeez, haven't seen that in forever. The next review is from Ninja X. The title is It's Just a Good Show. Uh, it's, <laughs> okay. It says, Chromium, this podcast never fails to leech my breath away with every episode. <laughs> The host does an excellent <laughs> job breaking down chapters and playing dumb when Joe, Jamie, and Dak make absolutely insane oh, predictions. Gosh. Let it be known that I don't review things very often, but I'm doing it for this podcast, A, because – I'm sorry. Because, A, it's just a good show, and B, I want that allomantic power, Joe. Hopefully, my subliminal messaging is working, Chromium. But ultimately, <laughs> I suppose my missing power is in your hands. Chromium, huh? What is uh,
2: is that what they're called? leechers? Yeah, leechers. What is Chromium again?
1: That's uh, that's uh, uh, where you can make other people's metals disappear.
2: Oh. You know, I that's just not what I had in mind for you. Like I had picked it <laughs> almost before we started your review started. I was actually going to make you a Pulsar uh, mm. just because I think it's cool and it's been used pretty cool uh, pretty well in the last two books by Marisai and I feel like that's power that gets underestimated, and it's a pretty cool power.
1: Okay. Ninja X, Pulsar, extraordinaire.
2: Sorry, Ninja X, if you wanted to be a leecher, but...
1: Okay, so that is our new reviews. Thank you, guys. If Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing. Somebody sent me a message. The person who'd emailed us previously and was like, hey, I, I left a five-star review, but they didn't like send us a picture or anything of it. They got to me on Discord and were like, actually, I was wrong. It wasn't on Spotify it was in this other Mm -hmm. place and here's the picture of the review so hold on let me pull it up real quick Uh, I don't hold on I'm gonna have to pull up my messages so I can remember exactly where they said it was where's my direct messages no, that's my friends list I don't want to start a conversation stop oh there there it is it was right in front of me so Jaden left us a review on Podcast Addict it's cool. titled, it's titled, oh no, that, that that must not be the title, that must just be what it puts on there. So anyway, this review says, it's five stars, a wonderful way to explore the Cosmere. It's incredibly fun to experience the books again through the eyes of some Cosmere newbies and one Cosmere scholar. Their theorizing and quote-unquote "predigments are some of my favorite moments, sometimes because they could be so on point or wildly off base. All right.
2: I want to do something different for you, person. I don't I don't remember the name of it maybe data can help me out if there is a name of it but you're a meladium burner the 11th metal
1: ooh oh, i don't even know if there were mistings of that that's interesting okay yeah unique <laughs> yeah the 11th metal meladium now i'm seeing if they have a name for that i don't think i mean, it,
0: they I mean if there was like there was specifically mistings for atium as we found out there were then surely
1: well, yeah. but adium is outside of the normal because you can alloy adium with any other metal and it will like do something maybe almost like the opposite of that metal like mm. it, it like the the way adium works is different, so this is this ad, the you can have all sorts of adium alloys even with other alloys. So it's, sure. it's kind of outside of the norm, but I, I don't have a problem with somebody getting misting power of that. That's very special and different, but I don't think there's a name for it because the, the wiki doesn't. All know. right. Well, you're a
2: Maladium burner or whatever you want to, whatever
1: name we can come up with. Let, let's see. You see somebody's
2: like
0: ghost past. past yeah. Past like who, who they were and who they could have been or whatever it was.
2: Yeah. So why don't we say it's called like a portal seer. I don't know. That sounds weird.
0: Uh, um no no, there's uh there's there's something that's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think what it is. Ah, oh, shit.
2: A uh, looper. <laughs> like that movie looper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the insider that doesn't work. Um insider's shit. not actually bad. No, it's not coming to me.
2: <laughs>
1: the shoveler. Oh wait, no. The shoveler. <laughs>
0: The
2: hash slinging slasher.
1: The- oh, the um,
0: the reader, because you like the reading people's reading mm. people's Yeah, okay, that's not bad. Okay, yeah, I
1: like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll go with that. And then uh, okay, then we have one new patron at the shard level. Damn. This uh, the new patron is Re- Regigrim. R e g i g r Re- i m m. Regi Regigrim Regigrim. One of those. <laughs> All right, let me pull up my fairing list here.
2: Uh, We've been talking about it this time, so I think it only fair that you be a uh, true self. Mm. Storing that identity.
0: Very interesting.
3: Okay.
1: Well,
0: thank you. I
3: was
0: going to say, our our Patreon money has uh, definitely been put to good use. I'm looking at my
1: shelf right now. Yep. Lots and lots of books. Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for leaving reviews and for uh, backing on Patreon to support the show. We really appreciate that. There are now, Joe kept wanting to say we were down to two before. Now we are down to two of the, the shard-level ones.
0: Two
2: shard-level ones left. Wow. Thank you, guys, two for your
1: support. Two shards remaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two um, shards. So, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. For next time, we are reading chapters five, six, and seven. So, three chapters for next time. Mm. Let me write that down before I forget. Five, six, seven. No new emails this week, but if you'd like to email us, this address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. You can find us on our Discord, Patreon, or Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitter. If you'd like a link to the Discord, hit me up. You can send an email to com. You can send me a message on uh, Reddit. I've gotten a couple messages, Discord, Patreon, wherever, and I will get you the link. I'm sorry, I was looking at, at Twitter to see if we had any responses, and one of the trending things over on the side is Texas couple get sued for $250,000 by their HOA because they fed some ducks, and now they may lose their house. What? And that just completely threw my brain off of what I was talking about. God, fucking HOAs. Okay.
2: Yeah, they're the worst. I never want to live in one. Nope, it's an HOA. Homeowners Association. Basically, you live in a community and you pay dues. And the whole idea of it is like there's a board that basically sets standards of like certain things you can and can't do in the neighborhood. And like it's basically to make sure the property value of your area stays at a certain level so that they can keep like – what they might call people who don't take care of their houses or, or lawns as well out of the neighborhood. Um, yeah.
1: It can be helpful. Is, you're like yeah. if, you're, if people are paying dues, then, you know, they can have the, some HOAs will have like a park or a public pool or whatever that they use that, those dues to like pay for maintain. and keep, maintain everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, to, but a lot of them are just like, you know, whenever you put people in charge of something, you just end up with these petty assholes on a power trip who right. want to mess with you over the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah. It it's uh, Yes.
2: That's why I always, often when I see an HOA on a house that I might want to buy, I'm like, nope, not going to buy that house.
1: Nope. Yeah. But, uh, well, and really they've kind of, my understanding is the original HOAs that were developed were really to uh, buy white, people wanting to keep minorities out of their neighborhoods so they would yep. set up uh, like a neighborhood society to be oh, able to God. prevent certain people from making their way in so yeah. it's it, it's not good from like the core all the way
4: so
2: yeah there's also there's also certain uh, communities that have hoas that are basically like based on age so let's say you have people that want to live in a neighborhood with a bunch of people that are 50 years of age or older. So they basically make it part of their HOA. It's like in order to apply to live here, you, you cannot be younger than 50 years of age.
0: What the fuck?
2: Yeah, it's a thing.
1: People want to buy a house. Let them buy a fucking house. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my thing. Like one of the most common things that you hear about is like, you know, if your lawn gets over a certain height, then the HOA will fine you or you can't paint your house certain colors because it will clash and the HOA will fine yeah. you. And so it's the most ridiculous stuff where you're like you can't do what you want with your own home and it yeah. yeah I right. would never. And that's, that's why that's, me and Data are not into it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Back to, back to what we're doing. So yes, <laughs> three chapters for next time. Thank you everybody so much. Music by Miracle of Sound. And uh wasn't to the time of next. Colo
4: Steam train running on a reckless rail, speeding rider to the rising gale, show a because we're on the tail. London's study pride.